Hey sis, so in this episode we are diving into Deuteronomy 16 and 17 and today's episode is a Facebook live recording. So the quality will be a little different um, and that's why you're going to hear me greeting and saying hi to a lot of different people. I recorded this about nine days ago, so by the time you're listening to this, um, it's already been over a week and a half, but when I recorded this, this was the first day of official quarantine for me here in South Florida, and I know a lot of you guys as well. So please know that I'm praying for you guys, and if you want to join me live, you can join me live on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays around 11.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time-ish. I always say ish because I'm not one of those people who like to give myself a schedule, <laughs> Um, but definitely come join me and enjoy today's episode. God bless you. Today is like the first day of what this quarantine experience is going to be like for all of us. The social isolation experiment is going to be for all of us. Um, and the CDC just issued updated guidelines. They recommend schools closing for at least eight weeks in order for us to really flatten the curve. I know you guys have been hearing about that a lot. Hey, Kara, it's just flattening the curve. Um, so I was like, well, eight weeks, okay. I was thinking it was more six. <laughs> but, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that, you know, our government is doing something, you know, to protect us, you know, to make sure there's not too many people who go to the hospital at the same time. And that's what I'm praying for as well. I'm just praying for the Lord's healing and blessing over every single one of us. Um, because, you know, we, we serve a God who is able. We serve a God who's capable of doing absolutely anything. Um, so I just want to make sure that as Christians, we're not just saying, okay, you know, that we're also praying and asking the Lord to dispatch his angels and scoop this virus up and put it into a box and contain it in the name of Jesus because this doesn't have to happen. You know, that's all I keep saying, thinking to myself, like this doesn't have to happen the way people are thinking it's going, it doesn't have to. The God we serve is greater than anything and anyone and any, any being that can ever exist. And he can do this. He can do this. So I'm praying. I'm praying for each and every one of you guys. Um, I'm praying for all of our loved ones, those in the at-risk group, those who aren't. Um, I'm praying for our children. I'm praying for our nieces, our nephews, our cousins. I'm praying for our teachers, our officers, our military, our healthcare workers who are on the front line. I'm praying for God's holy angels to be amongst each and every one of us everywhere that we go. And we can keep our eyes firmly on him. Hey, sweet Deanna. Um, Unique actually said, wow, Trucking Divas here. Hey, sis. School of Business alumni is here. Hey, Eddie. Good to see you. Hey, Kara. So we are on, if you guys are wondering why I'm looking at so many different places, we are on YouTube here. We are on Instagram here. And we are on Facebook here. So I'm so excited. Hey, have good will travel here. Some are saying that God sent the plague of coronavirus. What do you think, Stephanie? No, I do not think God sent anything. Absolutely not. God is a God of love and forgiveness and grace. Absolutely not. I think coronavirus is just a natural thing that happens in a human world where there is sin. This is not the first pandemic that has happened. This will not be the last one. <laughs> but as Christians, we can ask God to curve it and to flatten the curve and to slow it down so that there's enough time for our hospital staff to prepare and be able to treat those who will have um, severe disease. That's what I, I believe that we as Christians can do. No, God did not send coronavirus. Absolutely not. 
Uh, Andrea said, good morning, Stephanie's assistant. Guys, hey, Andrea, good to see you. She said, girl, I am strong in the Lord and the power of the might. Uh, Katina, Katina, thank you so much for writing your name, sis. Katina. Hey, Carol, or Karen, hello, hello, my love. Thank you, my YouTube family. Josh is here. What's up? Pastor Joshua Fakir is here on YouTube. He said, this is time for intercession. Good morning. Joshua, if you have time, we would love for you to join us on Instagram and share a few words. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I would love to add you into the broadcast. That'd be mad cool. Hey, Hermaris. Hermaris is watching on Facebook. My darling, Hermaris, my sister from another minister, she's in the School of Purpose. Hey, Eddie, good to see you. Good to see you. Eddie said, praise the Lord, my sister in Christ. God bless us all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Shar is here. Shar is a School of Business student. Hey, sis. Good to see you. Good to see you. She said, we are covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. I receive that in the name of Jesus for all of us. Hallelujah. Danita, good morning, my love. Good to see you. Kamaris, uh, Kamaris, Kamaris, hello, hello. Makita's here. Makita is a Gothic School of Business alumni as well. I love seeing my School of Business, my School of Purpose sisters. Like, it gets me so hyped. <laughs> it gets me so hyped. Praise Jesus. All right, guys, so let's get started with a word of prayer. We're diving into Deuteronomy 16 and 17 today. Father God in heaven, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your beauty. Thank you so much for waking us up this morning. You didn't have to, but you did, Lord. And you gave us another day to be able to give you glory and to step into your purpose for our lives, Father. I am truly so grateful. And I lift up this situation to you, Father God, that is plaguing our entire world, Lord Jesus. I pray you dispatch your heavenly angels in the name of Jesus to stop coronavirus in its tracks in the name of Jesus, Lord. Let this world know that you are the one who did it, Father God. I pray you send your angels to every corner of the earth. This does not have to be our reality, Father God. I know who you are. I know what you're capable of, Lord Jesus. And I pray you dispatch your angels that you shield us, you protect us, you keep us safe, covered under the shelter of your wings, Lord. I pray for our healthcare workers, for our government officials making these decisions, Lord Jesus, for all of the people in the world who all have fear and anxiety at this time, Lord. I pray your comfort over every single one of us that we keep our eyes solely on you and what you say in your word, Lord. I love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ooh, I don't want to cry on here. Like, I don't want to cry on here. Alcieni is here. Alcieni. Alcieni is my girl from um, where I used to work. She's one of my good, good friends. Oh my goodness, Alcieni. So good to see you. Alcieni, are you at work? <laughs> are you at work, sis? Her man said, hey, yes, I was logging in on my computer because my daughter wants to call my mom on FaceTime. Oh, that's sweet. Good to see you, my love. Thank you so much for being here. And then here on Instagram, hey, Moni Jenny. Unique Ashley said, amen. Shari said, amen. Shari said, yes, yes, father. Hey, Tasha, good to see you. All right. And Sue said, amen. Uh, Katina said, do you sell the t-shirt you're wearing? Yes, you can grab it at godlywoodgirl.com. Godlywoodgirl.com. G-O-D-L-Y. Oh, actually, <laughs> It's on my shirt, Godlywood Girl. <laughs> I do, I do. Thank you so much for asking. Um, Josh said, I'll be happy to. Yay! Praise Jesus, Josh. Thank you so much. I know I put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, Apostle Landia, hello, hello. Alciani said, may God bless you for doing this and proclaiming his name to everyone. Thank you so much, my sister in Christ. I truly appreciate you. All right, guys, let's get started. We are reading the easy-to-read translation of Deuteronomy chapter 16 and 17. So the word of God says, remember, in the month of Abid, you must celebrate Passover to honor the Lord your God. It was that night in Abid when the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt. 
You must go to the place the Lord your God will choose to be the home for his name. There you must offer the Passover sacrifice to honor the Lord. You must offer the cattle and goats. Don't eat bread that has yeast in it with a sacrifice. You must eat unleavened bread for seven days. This bread is called the bread of trouble. It will help you remember the troubles you had in Egypt. Remember how quickly you had to leave that country. You must remember that day as long as you live. There must be no yeast in anyone's house anywhere in the country for seven days. And all the meat you sacrifice on the evening of the first day must be eaten before morning. So those are the first four verses of Deuteronomy 16. And what I love, remember Deuteronomy is all about Moses instructing the Israelites how to obey God once they go into the promised land, right? So this, these first four verses right here I love because God is calling on his kids to remember what he did. He's calling on his kids to remember what he did. And for us in 2020, a lot of times we don't have that we escaped from Egypt story, right? But we have things that God has done in our lives for us. We have miracles that he's performed. We have stories and testimonies that anybody who says it, who listens to it, they're like, whoa, whoa. And you're like, yeah, that was God who did that. I have stories like that in my own life. I've seen God heal my family members from cancer, from kidney disease, from so many different things. I've seen God do the impossible over and over again. And in your own life, in your own testimony, for me too, we want to make sure we remember what God has done for us. Because if he did it before, he will do it again, like the song says. The enemy doesn't want us to remember that God is able to take us through anything we go through. The enemy doesn't want you to, right? So he'll make sure you have short-term memory, where God literally did something to change your life, but three weeks later when you're going through a different situation, you feel hopeless, you feel alone, you feel challenged. But nah, sis, God did it for you before. He will do it for you again. <laughs> so what I want you to do so we can apply this, what God did to make sure the people remembered, was he had them celebrate Passover once a year. For us, we don't really do the whole Passover thing, but what we can do is journal and write down what God brings you through. Write down what God brings you through. I literally have something called prayer cards, and I will write down when God answers a prayer for me. I'll put it on the card, and I have a little book that I keep them. And every single time I'm going through a trial, a tribulation, a challenge, I will go through and I will look at those prayer cards, and I will remind myself how God has already brought me through so much before. He'll bring me through it again, praise Jesus. So I want you guys to start doing that now. Even during this time, if we're all staying home for the next eight weeks in social isolation, write down what God is doing for you. Write down how he transforms you and brings you through these challenges and brings you through these tough times. So you can always remember, God is with you everywhere. He's never going anywhere at all. Verse 5, you must not sacrifice the Passover animal in any of the towns that the Lord your God gives you. You must sacrifice the Passover animal only at the place that the Lord your God will choose to be home for his name. There you must sacrifice the Passover animal in the evening when the sun goes down. This is the festival when you remember that God brought you out of Egypt. You must cook the meal and eat it at the place the Lord your God will choose. The next morning you may go back home. You must eat unleavened bread six days, and on the seventh day, you must not do any work. On this day, the, Lord, the people will come together for a special meeting to honor the Lord your God. Verse 9, you must count seven weeks from the time you begin to harvest the grain. Then celebrate the festival of harvest for the Lord your God. Do this by bringing him some special gift you want to bring. Decide how much to give by thinking about how much the Lord your God has blessed you. Woo, you heard that? Decide how much to give by thinking about how much the Lord your God has blessed you. Go to the place the, your, the Lord your God will choose to be home for his name. 
You and your people should enjoy yourselves there with the Lord your God. Take all your people with you, your sons, your daughters, and all your servants. And take the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows living in your towns. Remember, you were slaves in Egypt, so be sure to obey these laws. I love this because I'm actually not Catholic. I'm Christian, or, or Pro Catholics are Christians. I'm Protestant, so... I've never gone to a Catholic church, but I studied religion when I was in college. And one of the things I love about the Catholic religion is that they participate in Lent. So every single year leading up to Easter, they give something up in service to God. And I absolutely love that. <laughs> so what I used to do, um, I would give up something like television or, or coffee or something like that. And every time I would want to do it, it would remind me to pray to God and to thank God for what he has done for me. So I love this because this is very similar to what people do with Lent. Do this by bringing his, him some special gift you want to bring. So Lent is kind of giving him that gift, that sacrifice in your life. See, Silo said, You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Yes, sis. Yes. Amen. I love that scripture. Hey, the funding magnet. Good to see you. Hey, keep going. Hello, hello. She said, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise Jesus. Great scripture. Really great scripture. Let me see. Uh, for um, Katina said, yes. Amen. She said, LOL. <laughs> uh, verse 13. Seven days after you have gathered your harvest in from your threshing floor and from your wine press, you should celebrate the festi festival of shelters. Enjoy yourself at this festival. You, your sons, your daughters, all your servants, and the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows living in your towns, celebrate this festival for seven days at the special place the Lord will choose. Do this to honor the Lord your God. The Lord your God blessed your harvest and all the work you did, so be very happy. Verse 16. Three times a year, all your men must come to meet with the Lord your God at the special place he will choose. They must come for the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of harvest, and the festival of shelters. That's three festivals that the Lord is instructing them to have. That's beautiful. Amen. Each man should, should give as much as he can. He should decide how much to give by thinking about how much the Lord has given him. Verse 18, choose men to be judges and officers in every town that the Lord your God gives you. Every tribe must do this, and these men must be fair in judging the people. You must always be fair. You must not favor some people over other people. You must not take money to change your mind and judgment. Money blinds the eyes of wise people and changes what a good person will say. Goodness and fairness, you must try very hard to be good and fair all the time. Then you will live and keep the land the Lord your God has given you. And of course, we can apply that today in our lives too as Christians to make sure that we are being good and fair and even in everything that we do, representing Christ in our actions. Verse 21, when you set up an altar for the Lord your God, you must not place beside the altar any of the wooden poles that honor the God's Asherah, the goddess Asherah. You must not eat you must not set up special stones for worshiping false god. The Lord your God hates them. Verse 17. Chapter 17. You must not sacrifice to the Lord your God an ox or sheep that has anything wrong with it. The Lord your God would hate that. Verse 2. You might hear about an evil thing that happens in one of the cities that the Lord your God has given you. You might hear that a man or woman in your group has sinned against the Lord your God. You might hear that they have broken his agreement or that they've worshipped other gods. Or maybe the sun, the moon, or the stars. I never told you to do that. If you hear bad news like this, you must check it carefully. You must learn if it's true that this terrible thing has really happened in Israel. If you prove that it is true, you must punish the person who did this evil thing. You must take that man or woman out to a public place near the city gates. 
we don't, we don't, we're not going to do this part, okay? But this is what the Bible says. <laughs> it says, and kill them with stones. But no one should be punished with death if only one witness says that the person did that evil thing. But if two or three witnesses say it's true, the person must be killed. The witnesses must throw the first stones to kill that person. Then the other person should throw stones to finish killing that person. In that way, you will remove this evil from your group. So nowadays, listen, listen, listen. So nowadays, <laughs> we can apply this kind of sort of by not killing people, of course. But if we have people in our immediate inner circle and your inner circle consists of those people who are able to influence the decisions that you make. Okay, I want, I want to be really clear about this because there are people that we still need to witness to and we still need to be kind to and love on. Your inner circle, Danita said, what the Bible, what, what Bible are you reading from? Easy reading version. Hey, Danita. Hi, Crystal. Um, so when you have people in your inner circle, these are the people who have so much influence in your life that they're able to dictate the decisions that you make. For example, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, Sue Ann and Pastor Joshua Fakir. If I'm asking their advice about something and they tell me their advice, I'm going to listen because they are in my circle of influence. They have enough integrity and character that I know that if they're telling me something, they're telling me something biblically that is correct, right? There are other people in my life who I hang out with and if they tell me their advice, I don't listen because no offense to them, but they have not shown me that they are studying scripture, studying what God's saying. So their advice that's coming to me is not advice from the word, it's advice from themselves. So I'm talking about the people who are giving you that advice that when you hear it, you are most likely going to take it. Your inner circle, okay? If there are people in your inner circle who reveal themselves as doing something outside of what the Word of God wants you to do, they should not be in your inner circle. Now, we're not talking about people who make mistakes. Mistakes is one thing. That's fine. I'm talking about lifestyle. And that's what the Word of God is talking about here. People who are actually worshiping other idols is how they described it. For us, it's people who are outside of doing what God wants us to be doing in our lives. And a lot of you girls are thinking to yourselves, well, that's my best friend. <laughs> that's my cousin. You know, we hang out all the time. And I know it's a very difficult thing to do. But you can't have those people in your inner circle. We don't need to stone them. We don't need to kill them. We don't need to be angry at them or mean to them but they cannot influence the decisions that we make in our lives. And I had to learn this the hard way. A lot of you girls know I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. And a few years ago, I had a mentor, a mentor who was a millionaire, very, very successful, but he did not worship the Lord, period. He did not worship the Lord, but he was offering this mentorship. And so I was like, absolutely, I want to be mentored by a millionaire. And so he started mentoring me. And over the course of seven months, it was amazing, all this stuff. And I was seeing all these great results. And then one day he said to me, oh, you should, well, he told me to sell a product that I found unethical to sell. And I told him, I'm not going to sell that in my business. Like that's so unethical. Why would I do that? He's like, it's not illegal. And he's like, you're being so ignorant. You're being so naive. You're being so this and that. And I got to the point where I had to tell this man like, nah, bro, like you're not going to be influencing my life anymore. You're literally trying to get me to do something that's going to make me feel guilty. And that is against what the word of God says. But you don't care because you don't follow the same word of God that I do. <laughs> and that was my wake up call that I shouldn't have people influencing my life just because they're successful in the world. Worldly success does not mean biblical success. And I want all of us to know that today. Worldly success, somebody who is able to succeed in the world, right, 
does not mean biblical spiritual success. So don't measure your circle of influence by people who can network with this and give you resources for that. Mm-mm, sis. That stuff doesn't matter at the end of the day. Remember that prosperity does not mean money. <laughs> prosperity means fullness of life. It means successfully doing what God purposed you to do. So we don't want to invite people into our circle of influence is what Eric Thomas calls it. We don't want to invite people into that circle of influence who are not going to help us make biblically based decisions. And that's how we can apply that scripture to our lives today. The funny magnet said, speak it. Hey, lifting baby steps. Good to see you. She said, yes, glad you stood your ground. Praise Jesus. It was tough. And he went after me like um, he had connected me with other successful people as well. He makes sure he cut off each and every one of those relationships. It was crazy, in it, but I'm so glad that I learned that lesson early on in my career because I'm like, yo, people, <laughs> we got to be careful who we allow to influence our decisions. <laughs> Tiffany, hello, my love. She said prosperity does not mean money. Word. Exactly. People get that wrong a lot. Prosperity does not mean money. Uh, Jesus was very prosperous, but Jesus was not rich. <laughs> uh, sweet and sassy. Hello, hello. Uh, Shari said, I've had to let a lot of people go, including family members. Yeah, and it, I'm so sorry. Honestly, it's so difficult to do. I've had to do the same exact thing. Um, people that I used to talk to all the time, like for hours and hours and hours on the phone. I just can't anymore. Because the way that they see the world is so not how scripture sees the world. And Talking to those people and letting them influence who I was and what I thought about myself and my business and my purpose was so unhealthy. And it's it's tough to do. So, Shar, I'm so sorry, but I'm so proud of you for doing it. And I pray that the Lord, I mean, you're in the school of business, so we're here as your circle, praise Jesus. <laughs> but I pray that the Lord connects you with other believers who can see the word of God and give you that wise counsel. The Simply Salted, hello, hello, good to see you, forever blessed, favored by God. Ooh, I love that handle. Hey, Yoga, Shar said, slay that demon through prayer. Amen. Black Umbrella, hello. Um, she said she needs to set her alarm daily, funding magnet. That's cool. Praise Jesus. Thank you so much. I'm going to be honest, though, so I'm not always on here at the same exact time. <laughs> I, I work in the mornings. I wake up usually around like 5, 6 a.m. And then I start working. And so then I start to wrap it up and then get ready and then do the live stream. That's why I'm like so inconsistent with my timing. But I'm working on it. Hey, Malika. Good to see you. Katina said the world has no wine. T.D. Jakes. Ooh, I like that. She said, okay, tell them stuff. <laughs> Pleading Mom is here. Hey, Darnita. Good to see you, my love. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleading Mom is an amazing, amazing spiritual warrior, prayer warrior. She has an incredible ministry called PleadingMoms.com. She helps women of Christ be able to pray over their kids. And she has incredible vision board workshops, prayer journals. Please check her out. She is a Godwood Girl School of Business alumni. She has a really special place in my heart. Um, so it was really exciting seeing her launch her business. So she has, she is available to help my mothers in the house who want to pray over their children. So please check her out, PleadingMoms.com. Um, Shar said it was hard, but I understand why. I know, honey. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough process. It's a very tough process. Um, right now, I don't have too many people that I, I just stay on the phone with for hours, you know what I mean, just because of that. But I praise God for the opportunity to be able to see him and where he wants us to go. It's such a blessing. Hey, 305. Hey, Charlene. Charlene is here. Hello, my darling. Good to see you. We're reading Deuteronomy 16 and 17. Verse 8. Deuteronomy 17, verse 8. There might be some problems that are too hard for your courts to judge. It might be a murder case or an argument between two people 
or it might be a fight in which someone was hurt. When these cases are argued in your towns, your judges there might not be able to decide who was right. Then you must go to the special place the Lord your God will choose. You must go to the priest, who are Levites, and to the judge on duty at that time. They will decide what to do about that problem. They're at the Lord's special place. They will tell you their decision. You must do whatever they say. Be sure to do everything they tell you to do. And you must accept the decision and follow their instructions exactly. Don't change anything. You must punish anyone who refuses to obey the judge or the priest who is there at the time serving the Lord your God. That person, dang, that's harsh. That person must die. <laughs> you must remove this evil person from Israel. All the people will hear about this punishment and be afraid. Then they will not be stubborn anymore. Oh, okay, so it's like an example, like, yo, y'all better listen to what they say. <laughs> Verse 14, you will enter the land that the Lord your God has given you. Mm, I'm going to say that again for us, okay? Deuteronomy 17, verse 14. You will enter the land that the Lord your God has given you. You will take that land and live in it. Then you will say, we will put a king over us, like all the nations around us. And when that happens, you must be sure to choose the king that the Lord your God chooses. The king over you must be one of your own people. You must not make a foreigner your king. The king must not get more and more horses for himself, and he must not send people to Egypt to get more horses, because the Lord has told you, you must never go back that way. Woo! Also, the king must not have too many wives, because that will make him turn away from the Lord, and he must not make himself rich with silver and gold. Verse 18, when the king begins to rule, he must write a copy of the law for himself in a book. He must make that copy from the books that the priests from the tribe of Levi keep. He must keep that book with him and read from it all his life because he must learn to respect the Lord his God. He must learn to completely obey everything the law commands. Then the king will not think that he's better than any of his own people. He will not turn away from the law, but will follow it exactly. Then he and his descendants will rule the kingdom of Israel a long time. Ooh, there's so much goodness in there for us. There's so much. Hey, Duchess. Hey, Chucking Diva. Hey, Emily. Hey, Harris Winter. Officially Miss T. Good to see you. Hey, Kimmy. There is so much goodness for us to learn in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 14 through 20. First of all, God is saying you will enter the land. You will enter the land that you are meant to possess. Now, in 2020, what does that mean for us as Christians? What is our land? Sis, our land is abundance of life, fullness of life. John 10, 10, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. God has come that we may have life and have life in full. That life in full is our inheritance. That is the land we're meant to possess. And what is life in full? Sis, that is living our God-given purpose. That is successfully doing what God put us on this earth to do. That is our land. That is our inheritance. So now, when we think about, okay, we're going to go into that land. We're going to go into our God-given purpose. We're going to be able to actually live our purpose the way God destined us to live, right? When we're there, we need to establish a king. Who is the king of the land? Sis, it is you. <laughs> it is you. You, you, you. You are the one. As you are living in your God-given purpose, you are going to see that there will be people who come into your life to support you on your purpose journey. These are not people who are there by accident. They are literally sent by God. And their purpose is to help you unlock your purpose. You are going to find that beginning to happen as you step more and more into your purpose journey. The more that I've stepped into my purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, the more the Lord has revealed who is here to actually help me on that journey. One of the main people are my husband. My husband will be 
Oh my goodness, in the trenches with me, fighting with me, helping me. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. My husband would go to trade shows with me, make phone calls with, for me, network for me. It was It's amazing the way that God has allowed him to be able to help me on this purpose journey. You are going to find people in your life who say to you, I want to help you. I want to pray for you. I want to support you. I want to help your ministry grow. You're going to see that happen. You, as the leader need to make sure that you are studying the Word of God and keeping His Word first so that you can make sure that you are allowing your team to continue to help you grow on this journey. You're not going to do this alone. I guarantee you, you're not going to do this alone. I guarantee you that as you step into your purpose, you are going to see people come out of the woodworks to help you unleash your purpose on this earth. But it is your job, what it says here, when the king begins to rule, he must write a copy of the law for himself in a book. He must keep that book with him and read from it all his life because he must learn to respect the Lord his God. You have to make sure you are keeping the Lord at the center of your inheritance, at the center of your purpose journey. This is key. This is key because a lot of us, when we are walking into our God-given purpose, we sometimes think that the work of doing our purpose is more important than spending time with God. That can't be what happens. We have to make sure that we are keeping our time with the Lord, our worship of the Lord, praying to Him, meditating in His scripture, in His word. We need to keep that first, focused, so that as this team is helping us, we can lead them the correct way and allowing our purpose journey to happen. Each and every one of you here have a divine purpose destined for you before you were even formed in your mother's womb, like what it says in Jeremiah. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God knew exactly what land he created you to possess. But it is your job as you walk into it to make sure you stay grounded in scripture, grounded in his word, Keep his word at the center of your journey so that you can faithfully lead those people who are around you into the promised land. Chuck and Diva said, so true. Um, lift by, lift baby steps. She said, she gave me the prayer hands. <laughs> Chuck and Diva, thank you so much. Sis. Thank you so much. Um, Katina said, first things first and second things second. Do not mix them or take them out of order. Amen. Amen. Katina said, yes, my husband is my rock. Amen. Praise Jesus. Um, she said, abundance of life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. So true. Very, 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 very true. So my sisters who are, hey, Jennifer. Oh my goodness. Jennifer's here. Jennifer's faith is in Canada. Can Jennifer, how are you guys doing in Canada? How is everything? Let us know. So for those of you girls who are here, and you're like, well, Stephanie, that sounds amazing. Purpose sounds amazing. <laughs> Destiny sounds amazing. But I don't even know what purpose is. Malika said, thank you, amen. So living, finding your God-given purpose is actually very, very simple. And I created a free Find Your Purpose toolkit that'll help you discover exactly what it is God gave you to do, the land he gave you to, to possess, the inheritance he has for you. I have a free Find Your Purpose toolkit that'll help you discover exactly what that is. And you can get it by going to purposegift.com. That's PurposeGift.com. That's PurposeGift.com. It comes with the daily devotional, the ebook, the workbook, and the video tutorial. So please, 
when you discover what God put you on this earth to do, when you go through the toolkit and you discover what God put you on this earth to do, please email me and let me know. Those are literally my favorite emails that I get from you girls because I'm like, oh, praise Jesus. <laughs> Another woman of Christ walking into her inheritance. It gets me so hyped. Praise Jesus. Jennifer said everything is getting canceled and shelves are emptied. Oh my goodness. We're praying. We're praying. We're praying, Jennifer. We're praying. Same here. Same here. A lot of things have gotten canceled as well. That's why I'm so grateful we can meet up virtually, praise God, and connect with each other and support each other and encourage each other and remind each other that we're not alone in this and we're all together, all glory to Jesus with, with God as our King leading us through it. Praise the Lord. Um, for those of you girls who are like, well, Stephanie, purpose sounds amazing, but I actually don't even know if I'm a Christian. <laughs> so I want you to know if that's your situation, please know that you are not alone. A lot of, a lot of women of Christ and men grow up in church because our parents forced us to go to church. That's why we went to church. We went to youth group, we were in the choir, all this stuff, because our parents made us. But we never had a moment where we actually said, yeah, I'm a Christian. We never had that. We've just always been called a Christian. So if that's your situation where you're not quite sure if you actually are saved by God's grace, I want to encourage you today that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so what that means is that being a Christian is trusting in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. That's it. That's what being a Christian is, is believing in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you want to make that decision today, and you want to make Jesus the center of your life, I want you to say this prayer with me. It's very, very simple, okay? You're just going to say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. And today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. Sisters in Christ, if you said that prayer, welcome to the Christian family. You literally are saved by the blood of Christ. Your name has been written in the book of life and nobody can ever take it out. Paul says in Romans 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that means that from here on out, sis, you are saved by the blood of Christ. And there is nothing that can take your salvation away. Walk in favor, walk in destiny, walk in legacy. Know that the Holy Spirit is around you everywhere that you go. And I recommend you get into a Bible-based church in your area, not right now because of everything going on, but join a church virtually. <laughs> Elevation Church has amazing online services, T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen, they all have online services that you can join. And get started reading the Word of God, because let me tell you, Jesus loves you so much. There aren't even words to express how much Jesus loves you and adores you and fights for you and wants the best for you every single day. He is literally the best thing that has ever happened to me. He is the best decision that I've ever made. And so I encourage you to explore that relationship with him because girl, once you realize how much the Lord loves you, there's no going back. Ooh, there's no going back because there's no better feeling in this entire world. If you want to get started, um, get started reading the word of John, the book of John in the Bible. It's literally like the Lord's love letter to you, sister of Christ. Welcome to the family. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus. 
and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. Oh, I love you girls so much. Uh, Chuck and Diva said, love Elevation Church. I love it so much too. MN said, sure thing. Shy said, amen. Hello, Issa. Shy said, hallelujah. Uh, the Simply Salted said, welcome to the family. Hey, Natalie. She said, amen. <laughs> Good to see you guys. King, hello, hello. Um, she said, even though afraid, should I still be getting my business started at this time? Jennifer said, even though we shouldn't be afraid, should I still be getting my business started at this time? Absolutely, sis. Now is the time to lean into what God has purposed you to do, okay? So there's a difference between good fear and bad fear, right? Good fear protects us from danger. Good fear keeps us from putting our hand in the fire. Good fear keeps us from jumping off the cliff. Bad fear is what keeps us from doing what God asked us to do. Okay, so bad fear is when we allow anxiety and overwhelm to keep us from stepping into our God-given purpose. At every single time and every single day, every minute, every hour of the day, God has given you what you need to get started on your purpose journey. Okay, every hour of every day, the Lord abundantly supplies your needs. There is no reason to not do what God is asking you to do. None at all. Remember Jesus himself, before he went to the cross, he felt so much agony, so much anguish, that he literally sweat blood. Think about how much agony and anguish you have to feel to sweat blood. That's what happened to Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God. But what's so incredible about Christ is he didn't let that anguish stop him from completing his purpose, right? He still got on the cross anyway. When it comes to our purpose journey, it's not that we're not going to be afraid. I'm terrified. <laughs> My purpose is to make another film. I'm terrified. But I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to do what Joyce Meyer says and I'm going to do it afraid. Because that's what God has purposed us to do. To step into the destiny he has for us. To step into our land. To step into our inheritance. Even the Israelites themselves, when they had to go and fight those armies, of course they were afraid. Of course they were nervous. But that was the land God gave them to possess, and they had to take the action in order to possess it. It's the same with us. Do not let fear stop you from doing what God is asking you to do. Don't do it, sis. We will get through this time. This will soon come to pass. But we're not guaranteed how many days we have to step into our God-given purpose. None of us are guaranteed it. So if you have breath in your lungs today, that is the day the Lord has given you to step into what he has for you. Don't let fear hold you back. Don't let fear hold you back. And Jennifer, I completely understand, sis. I completely can relate. King, um, King, King Lee said, continue being an inspiration and love from South Africa. Thank you so much, South Africa. Thank you so much for being here. Shar said, a relationship with God is the best relationship we could ever have. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is so true. Hey, and Fitness Flash. Hey, Full of Joy. Uh, Lift Baby Step said, amen. Hey, Issa, good to see you. Good to see you. And then my YouTube family, she said, nevertheless. Ooh, she said, oh, taste and see. Amen. Swan said, amen. Sue said, Josh had to jump on a conference call. Okay, that sounds good. But maybe uh, we can plan for tomorrow for Josh to jump on Instagram. That would be pretty cool. And he could, like, maybe share a little something, Susu. Let him know. God willing. <laughs> All right, my guys, thank you so much for being here. Remember, if you don't yet know your God-given purpose, grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit by going to PurposeGift.com. That's PurposeGift.com. That's Purpose gift.com and once you discover what your purpose is please email me and let me know 
I love, love, love hearing when the Lord tells you guys what your destination is. The Simply Salted said, I will step into what God already has for me. Amen, amen, amen. I love it, love it, love it. All right, my darlings. Okay, so I'm going to end our Facebook live stream first. Thank you guys, Facebook, so much for being here. God bless you. Jesus willing, I'll see you tomorrow.